Hey, welcome back to the Linfit Coaching Podcast. And man, it is uh, has been a struggle. I'll admit right now that it's been a struggle to uh, keep this podcast up and running. But I hope this is a valuable episode for you today. We're going to jump into some more detail on macros. What are they? What are the exact numbers that I would recommend as a nutritionist for you as you're pursuing better fitness and performance? Um, so this is going to be a fun episode. So be ready for some good detail, some practical outworkings of what that looks like for you. And let's dive right into this podcast. All right. So I've dived a little bit in detail into macronutrients a little bit before on this podcast with uh, my co-host Matt, but haven't got into incredible detail um, in the past on the exact numbers of things or what that might look like for different uh, people, different goals. And so I wanted to do a little bit more detailed podcast for you so that you can understand a little bit more of uh, if you're wanting to geek out on this, if you're wanting to get a lot more detail, or if you are a an athlete who is really trying to hone in your nutrition and your performance, this is a good podcast for you. Or even if you're just a, a really active individual who wants to see what you can do and see the limits of what you can do with your body, or you're just looking for a significantly better body composition, um, better health in general, this is a great podcast for you to listen to. Um, so you can get a little bit deeper into the macros. And so what are macronutrients? Just a review on that. Uh, macronutrients are you know, three main categories of foods that are essential for our energy and our normal body processes. Okay, So they are called protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Okay. So they're building blocks of life and energy um, and metabolism that we have to have. Um, we can't create our own energy. We have to consume it. And so most foods are made up of some a combination or uh, assortment of these macronutrients. Um, and they also include micronutrients. So macronutrients are the big ticket items. That's why the macros is the kind of short term for that. Micronutrients are vitamins and minerals. Okay, so these are things you get like if you're taking a, uh, a pill, a multivitamin, uh, but they're in every single food item. And some food items are more uh, nutrient dense than others as far as the macronutrients or the micronutrients that you get from them. Okay, so we're going to dive into uh, understanding these different categories of macronutrients. Uh, but before that, I want to quote Dan Garner, who has a very brilliant uh saying that he likes to say over and over and over again, but it makes a lot of sense and it can kind of simplify things for you before we dive into these macronutrients. So if you take nothing away from the rest of this podcast, you forget half the details, um, remember this, okay? Energy balance, which is your calories in versus your calories out or the calories you burn each day versus the calories that you eat each day, that energy balance determines your weight, Okay, that determines how much your body weighs. Okay, um, the macros, the energy that you consume each day, the protein, carbohydrates, and fat, then the ratios that you um, consume them in determine how you look at that weight. Okay, so 
how many cal total calories you eat each day determines how much you weigh, but the proportions of the food you eat, as in the protein, carbohydrates, and fat, what percentages of the calories that you eat um, of each of those macronutrients determines how you look at that weight, how lean you are or how uh, unlean you are at that weight, okay? And to add in the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, your micronutrient status, uh, having sufficient or deficient uh, micronutrient status determines how you feel at that weight, okay? So the saying is energy balance determines your weight, macronutrients determine how you look at that weight, and micronutrients determine how you feel at that weight, okay? So that is a good segue into the rest of this podcast. Whenever we're looking into, okay, we want to, you know, control the amount of calories that we eat to, that's sufficient for our goals, sufficient for our activity, and sufficient for what we want to look like. Uh, but to understand what do we actually need in order to look our best, feel our best, function our best, perform our best. Um, so let's dive into macros, okay? Let's understand these at a deeper level. Okay, so protein is our first one, and I wanted to, to uh, address this one first because uh, there's a lot, people can fear protein in some ways, people often do not understand how much protein that their body actually needs. Uh, it's kind of shocking that, I mean, so many people around the world are actually protein deficient uh, uh, because they don't understand how much that we actually need in order to function at our best. The RDA, the Recommended Dietary or RDI, the recommended diet, dietary intake is is actually very little. That's um, based on survival, and we'll di dive into that exact number here in a minute. But what is protein? What is what do we need it for? Protein is a makeup of amino acids, which are the building blocks of life. Okay, so every single body structure and every single body process requires protein it's crazy it's it's literally involved in everything so it's the bricks that make up how we live and function and structure ourselves okay your bones your muscles your skin your hair everything has protein within it your digestive enzymes your hormones everything have proteins and so without enough protein our body is just not going to work that great it's just straight up simple like that Okay. What do we need protein for? I'll get a little bit more specific. You need you need it for muscle protein synthesis. So you need you need it to build and maintain muscle. As every single activity you do breaks down muscle to some degree. If it's more intense, you'll break it down more. If it's more um, if it's less intense, it's still going to have at least some minor muscle breakdown. We're always building, maintaining, remaking, um, and remodeling our tissues. Okay. We need protein for our bones, our tendons, our ligaments, our cartilage health. We need our we need protein for our neurotransmitters, okay? The signals that tell our body what to do from our brain to our extremities. Um, we need protein for enzymes. So that's for our digestion. To break down food properly, we need protein. We need protein for immune system chemicals. And if, so if you're protein deficient, your immune system is not going to work right. Uh, we need protein for transport proteins, <laughs> transporting different nutrients nutrients in and outside of the cells. We need that. Um, it, that's at a cellular level. We need protein. And then basically, like I said, every structure in the human body requires protein in order to have 
healthy structure. Okay, so that is protein. That's the basic need. But how much do you need? Well, the RDI, again, is 0.8 grams per kilogram. Okay, so that means if you're if you weigh, say, like 100 kgs, you need 80 grams of protein per day to stay alive. Okay, that's the RDI. And the RDI is based on, you know, two standard deviations above what it takes to keep a uh, lab rat alive. Okay, so that's kind of shocking. Uh, but that is the basic need for us to maintain just basic survival of our body. It is not the amount that we need to in order to physically thrive to support our physical activity okay so let's let's talk about like some different sort of ratios that you can look at let's say you get that 0.8 grams per kilogram per day you're gonna feel okay but you're not gonna feel like you can put on muscle you're not gonna feel like you can build your athleticism and you're probably gonna hit walls pretty hard if you're only getting that much per day and to be a little bit more clear as far as a you know how many portions that ends up being throughout the day 0.8 grams per kilogram per, per day uh to you know to stay alive it's not going to be that much like 80 grams is you know it's like two and a half portions of protein if one portion or four ounces of meat or 100 grams of meat or two eggs or 100 grams of lentils that's about one portion of uh of protein and so if you're only going to have two and a half of those throughout the day that's just going to barely sustain you okay well let's say uh 0.8 to 1.2 grams per, per kilogram that ends up being adequate um if you do zero physical activity or you're pretty much sedentary you're going to feel better you're going to function better and you're going to be a little bit uh more full to keep from eating too much other foods if you're getting 0.8 to 1.2 kilogram grams per kilogram of protein okay so if you're someone who is just sitting all day um and you just don't have a lot of physical activity going on that's probably sufficient for you you don't need to eat more than that so you don't need to go have a huge steak or a whole bunch of chicken breasts and stuff unless you're really trying to get lean you're trying to just uh reduce your carb snacks and everything um you don't need to have that much much more than 1.2 grams per kilogram Okay. What if you uh, are overweight right now? How much do you need? If you really are trying to reduce your fat mass, you're trying to change your body composition, you, um, you want to lose some weight and maybe increase some of your strength, you're actually going to need 1.2 to 1.6 grams per kilogram in order to really maximize your weight loss. What's that going to do? That's going to support lean mass it's going to have a protective effect on lean mass, especially as you're trying to introduce maybe a calorie deficit. Um, you're trying to reduce the amount of food you eat overall throughout the day. But you need to have that protective effect from protein. So you end up eating more protein, uh, but less of other things in order to get a calorie deficit. Okay. So if you're overweight or obese and you're trying to reduce your fat mass, 1.2 to 1.6 grams per, per kilogram is going to be super helpful for you. Okay, but what if you are really trying to have a really awesome physique, body composition, and you're active? Okay, if you're regularly active, you're trying to work out, you're trying to improve your body composition, really trying to improve your performance, um, you're going to need 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram. 
That is what I would encourage you to get. That's what I encourage most active in- individuals to get because that's going to get you sufficient protein, but also be very satisfying. It's going to help you to be full throughout the day to keep from overeating and having those high calorie snacks. And this is obviously from very lean uh, protein sources. Um, and if you're struggling to eat that much protein, then uh, we'll dive into supplements a little bit later. Okay. But if you're trying Let's go to another level, another level of performance or another level of goals and physique. If you're trying to go for a significant body change, um, like to a performance level, you're trying to support athletic performance at a high level when you have a high training volume or you're a physique athlete in some way, you're going to need 2.2 to 3.3 grams per kilogram. And that, I'm telling you, is a lot of protein okay this is not for the average individual this is more for someone who is really trying to perform at a significantly higher uh, level than someone who just does the daily one to two hours of uh, physical activity no matter how intense that 2.2 to 3.3 grams per kilogram is going to be for someone who's training for multiple hours a day multiple days or most days of the week because they're doing significant breakdown of their body and they need that protein to recover and get the physique and the performance that they want so the higher your protein, the less appetite you're going to have for other macros. And so that kind of protein ratio is, is going to be ideal for getting super lean. Uh, so for example, let's, let's take myself. I'm about 85 to 87 kgs. Um, I, I kind of hover around that weight um, pretty regularly. I want to, let's say I want to gain 5 kgs of muscle right now. Um, and definitely that takes time to do it's going to take multiple weeks and months uh, especially since i have a higher training age but how am i going to support that with nutrition i need to do that by eating about 180 to 200 grams of protein per day that is a lot if each portion of protein like four ounces uh or about a palm size of uh, uh lean protein whether that's you know some type of a meat or eggs or lentils, um, that's going to end up being six to seven portions of protein throughout the day. And that is quite a bit of protein. Uh, that's quite a bit of food. Okay. And if I'm getting it from whole food sources, I'm not going to have a whole lot of space for other things. Okay. Which is okay because it helps build the lean muscle rather than just building straight up weight. Okay. So, um, that is a little bit of what it would take to put on a significant body change. But what I like to recommend is just basically aim for two grams per kilogram, uh, or that ends up being about 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. Uh, why is that? Well, for a few reasons. One, it really helps manage your appetite. It keeps you full for longer. It keeps you from snacking and getting hungry in between meals and end up eating more processed foods and more convenient. Reason number two is, um, you know, it helps you thrive, helps your lean mass thrive and increases your metabolism because that lean mass is being protected with your protein intake. Reason number three is it helps support your recovery for whatever you're doing for physical activity. Okay. So why uh, would I recommend choosing real food over supplements? Well, Real food has water content. You know, most of the food that we eat is, if you look at the actual percentage of nutrients in it, like majority of whole foods we eat, 
especially high protein sources, it's a high percentage water, and then it has the other nutrients in it. So it has more water than anything else in it. So that ends up helping with your hydration status um, and helps you f be full, okay? If I'm gonna take a supplement that's not going to keep me full for very long and I'm going to end up getting snacky, even though I got enough protein, I'm still hungry, okay? So getting that whole food is gonna be more valuable um, and the digestive process will help you slowly release that protein so you can absorb all of it, okay? Um, and then the free form, like if you're going to take free form amino acids, that can actually end up making a sort of a traffic jam and absorption and slow it down. Like if you just have too much uh, at the front door, not everyone can get in all at the same time. It kind of has to, it's a bottleneck. And so um, having those whole foods is going to allow that absorption to come in um, at a more controlled, gradual rate. Okay. But if you do supplement, if you're struggling to eat that much and you uh, see that you need the supplement, definitely uh, recommend just a basic whey protein isolate from a reputable brand that is GMP certified uh, that is very um, you know very basic in its ingredient list uh, I even encourage people going without flavors you know if you put stuff in a blender you can put that you know water or milk or um, whatever kind of liquid you want to put in there um, put the protein you know, the flavorless whey protein isolate, and then you can add like a, a whole food, like a banana after a workout. Um, and so you'll get the taste, but you'll get a, a lower calorie, more quality protein supplement. And then if you're really trying to pack on the muscle and maximize your muscle protein synthesis, then I'll encourage having EAAs um, during or immediately post-workout. Okay, so that's protein, okay? So that is as much detail as you probably ever wanted about protein. Um, as far as how much to eat, what it's used for. Uh, so let's move on to the, uh, the next macronutrient. Let's talk about fats, okay? What do we need fats for? We need fats for energy. That's the most basic form uh, that we need fats for. Um, it provides a very dense form of energy that can really carry us throughout the day. Fats are also used for balancing our hormones, in particular our steroid hormones or our sex hormones, you know, the, the testosterone, the estrogen, okay, those, those steroid hormones that we naturally produce need fats to be produced and transported around the body. We need our fats in our diet for our cell membranes, okay? Every single cell in your body has a lipid bilayer that is semi-permeable, it lets um, nutrients come in and out, okay? So, Without enough fat intake, our cellular health may not be at its best, okay? We need fats for brain and nervous system health. Every single um, nerve that we have, which they are a lot, they would wrap around the earth if we pulled our, our nerves out and strung them together, okay? So every single nerve that we have has a little myelin sheath that has fats around it to help uh, it's, it, Imagine like the rubber wire covering around the wires that you see in, in basic wiring in your home. Um, we have that in our own wires, our own nerves uh, for our body. We need fats for fat-soluble vitamin. So fat-soluble vitamins, that means that these vitamins stick well to fats and whenever they're ingested with a, a fat form or foods containing fat, we absorb them better. And then Fats are also essential. We have essential fatty acids that we can't make on our own. We need omega-3 and omega-6 to control our inflammation status, okay, how we feel. So 
what kind of fats do we need? Well, we need, there's multiple different types, okay? There's saturated fats, there's monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats. And those are just kind of biochemical terms. But essentially that means we need a variety of different types of fats. So for example, saturated uh, fat sources usually come from animal products, you know, like uh, meat, eggs, butter, cheese. Um, there's also different forms of saturated fats in coconut and chocolate. Um, and the monounsaturated, polyunsaturated fats usually come from seeds and oils. Um, so we really need a mix of all three, not too much of any one single. Um, and having a mix is going to help us have a uh, good, healthy variety. It's going to help our body feel at our best. What we do want to avoid is the super processed um, fat stuff that is it can last forever, it can sit out at room temperature forever in wide open air and sunlight and everything. Um, the hydrogenated, the um, highly processed oils that are sold in bulk and super duper cheap, um, those ones are the ones that we want to avoid. Okay, But our best natural sources of fats are nuts and seeds, avocados, dairy, eggs, fatty fish, red meat, poultry, wild game, olives or extra virgin olive oil, fresh coconut or cold pressed coconut oil. Okay, These are some of the top ones that I would recommend. I don't recommend the um, other seed oils um, because they aren't necessarily uh, best for health. More and more research um, is showing how like many of these uh, other seed oils you find are actually uh, highly processed or hydrogenated to improve their shelf life. Uh, but again, we don't want to have those other seed oils. We don't want to have trans fats found in hydrogenated oils or mixed oils or cheap vegetable oils, margarine, margarine or shortening. Okay. So how much do you need it can really depend on uh, the person. Okay. Generally, um, you're, you're only going to need around, if you're a guy, you're only going to need around add uh, between five to nine portions per day, depending on your body size. Um, and so one portion is only around nine to 12 grams. It's really only about the size of your thumb, okay? Or a tablespoon, so pretty small. Um, so for example, a half of an avocado is gonna have you know, up to four portions of fats. And so not all, using this thumb portion is, isn't perfect, but it does, get you in the ballpark um, and as you mix different foods let's say if I have you know a tablespoon of oil and I have a half an avocado I have you know 10 to 12 nuts then it's going to balance out to get the general fat portions that I need throughout the day okay so for men again it's like that five to nine portions um, really it's only going to end up being eh, between 60 to 80 grams of fat per day um, and so and for women, it's going to be about half of that. You don't need a whole lot of fat per day. Imagine one to one and a half portions per meal. If you're a high-performing athlete, you'll need more. Uh, for women, they'll need probably around more like five to six portions per day. Um, so that is fats. Now let's jump into carbs. Okay, Carbs are often demonized these days. It's the, the latest trend to say carbs are bad, which is not necessarily true. But... What do we need carbs for? We need it for energy. It is the most preferred energy source. Carbs are the plant storage form of glucose. 
our body loves glucose. It's easy to digest, it's easy to store, it's easy to use. Our brain loves it. Our brain depends on glucose or different forms of glucose in order to function. And our brain is the most demanding metabolically um, active organ in our body. We need it. Um, and so the people who are uh, all keto and everything, their body has to do the extra work to produce um, ketone bodies, which are a, f <laughs> a synthetic form that our body um, makes in order to give glucose to our brain. Okay. So not getting into judging different diets here, but I just want to express the value of carbs here that we do need them. Okay. Especially when you're in the performance realm, if you're trying to perform at your best and you're trying to explore, uh, perform in most sports where they have explosive efforts, you're going to need carbs at least to some degree um, for performing at your best. Okay. So we need carbs for energy and we need um, them for, especially for explosive, fast, short duration exercise. Okay, whether that's being in the gym, high intensity interval type work, uh, weightlifting, or for sport where you have to have explosive efforts, uh, which is majority of sports, um, you need carbs. It's the first and most preferred energy source of the body. How much do we need? Well, it depends on your body size, but in general, aim for two to three grams per kilogram of body weight. Okay, and if you're trying to convert right now, 2.2 grams. Uh, or 2.2 pounds is one kilogram. So do the calculation or type it in on Google, you can figure out um, into pounds. So two to three grams per kilogram of body weight works pretty well as a starting point for people. And you can go from there and see how your body responds. But ultimately your carb need, it depends on your goals. If you're looking for weight loss, you'll need less carbs. You just don't need the extra energy. You're trying to create a calorie deficit. I'd rather you maintain your protein and your fats, which are much more filling, keep you fuller for longer. So just reduce the carbs, your body will adjust and you'll lose some of that fat mass, okay? Um, so weight loss or fat loss um, needs less carbohydrates overall, okay? Um, if you're sedentary, you just don't move much, you're not doing much exercise at all, then you're gonna need very little carbs. You don't need the energy if you're not using it. It'll just be stored when you eat it. Um, if you, another different type of goal, um, is if you're in an endurance sport where you don't have to do a whole lot of explosive efforts, you may need some, but you don't necessarily, necessarily need high carb. And this can really depend on the person. Um, so if, let's say if you're an elite ultra marathon runner, okay, majority of your diet outside of running, uh, might be a little bit more on the high fat and, uh, moderate protein levels because you know you're just trying to get some long duration energy um, and filling energy but during your ultra marathons where you kind of have to eat through it you're probably only going to want carbs through that to give your body some quick easy digestible energy and it's also not going to feel heavy in your stomach so it really can kind of depend on the person uh, the type of endurance athlete but in general you may not need as much carbs overall except for during or post exercise um, but the rest of your day can be a little bit more higher on the fat and protein side. If you're in high intensity and explosive sports, you're probably going to need more carbs, especially when your training volume is high. So if you're needing fat loss in these sports, then your proportion will, will probably keep the carbs to complex carbs, ones that have more fiber, and manage the calories overall with less fats. Okay, So that's a little bit about how much you need. 
But the best sources are generally going to be from whole foods, such as whole grains, beans, lentils, potatoes, fruit, and some whole grain breads. Um, but the best time to eat is probably going to be more in the morning or post-workout when your insulin, insulin sen sensitivity is higher. Okay, Those are the best timings and the best types of carbohydrates to have. And so um, I wanted to touch on you know, a little bit of eating for your body type. For, you know, for some people, uh, if your body does not tolerate carbs well, if you're more like an endomorph, someone who's naturally heavy, then those uh, individuals often those individuals often do better on higher protein and higher fat and lower carb diets. This is not inclusive of all heavy set people, but um, you do have to take into consideration your activities you choose. So if you're naturally a little bit heavier, but you choose weightlifting, you're still going to need cars to perform at your best. Otherwise, you're just going to feel like you got no energy when you lift. Uh, but the rest of your day may be higher in fats and lower in carbs when you're outside of training environment. Um, an ectomorph person who is uh, naturally really skinny struggles to put on a lot of mass you're probably gonna those people often do a little bit better on a higher protein and higher carb diet um, and the higher protein may not be in the form of whole foods a lot of times my uh, for example the badminton players I work with who are very skinny they struggle to eat a lot in one sitting so we have to choose to supplement in order to get enough protein to support their activity uh, so higher protein and carb can be well but lower fats and so they can uh, managed with their lower appetite they have um, so but you do have to try to get as much carbs as you can in order to perform their activity taking into consideration the type of activity you're doing you might need to try to get some fats in somewhere around the day as an ectomorph so that you can have better endurance in your activities and then lastly mesomorphs the people who are generally more uh, muscular and actually look like they have an athletic build they can easily put on uh, muscle or they don't ne uh, necessarily gain a lot of lean they can easily lose fat if they want to if they're disciplined they generally need more of a, a balanced or a mixed diet uh, and get they kind of shift the ratios to, depending on their goals or their sports that they're playing so this is a much more detailed episode of macronutrients i hope this was really helpful for you dive into it, replay it, share it with your friends. And if this is really valuable to you, this is helpful for you, then let me know. Um, shoot me a uh, message at linfit.com or find me at caleb.linfit on Instagram. Uh, give me some feedback on this podcast. Let me know what you think. and Let me know uh, if this is helpful for you or if you need help implementing this. And if you really want to dive into more of personal coaching, having more of a performance coach and athlete management, then hit me up reach out to me and we can have a conversation and, and you can apply to see if you can become a client with Olympic Coaching. I'll catch you guys on the next one.